So, Hannah, should I or should I not record an episode? That's what all of the fucking hate mail says. Boom. So, that was Hannah from Kentucky. Which is pretty cool. Getting some fan interaction going on in the show. Hey, hi, how the fuck are you? Happy Thursday. We're here to talk about nothing in particular, like we always do, like even Hannah fucking said so. So here we are. 2021 offseason has officially started. And the biggest question for the Miami Dolphins is, do we stick with the philosophy of filling the roster and continuing roster construction through the draft? Do we do it solely through free agency or do a little bit of, you know little bit of a combination of both. And there's good, it, you know, it's a double-sided coin, right? Because roster construction in and of itself is a very tricky subject, right? It's a very tricky element, subject, how to actually, you know, do it, do it properly. You know, what's the longevity of, you know, the, the pros and cons of drafting versus versus free agency yes with free agency you could get an absolute stud that fills the role immediately in the draft it's you know kind of a coin toss they're either going to be a staple or they're not going to be right so there's a lot of what ifs there's a lot of questions regarding both aspects so really how should Miami address the offseason needs for 2021 well let's take it from a guy who lives alone and has no friends except for Hannah in Kentucky. I hope that you are happy that you are the first ever guest episode on the Finish It Podcast. Now, if you're wondering how you can ever be a guest on the Finish It Podcast, well, it's quite simple. Um, be a woman. All right, cool, moving on. So, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. If you want to, just let me know. Okay, just just ask. Just ask. All you gotta do is DM. Or you could hit that fucking Patreon button, am I right? All proceeds go to the MS Foundation. So, obviously, the 2021 Miami Dolphins, you know, our team clearly has some holes on the roster, as well as ones that need to be upgraded. Now, what are those needs? It's some that we've talked about quite a bit. Now, Miami is not such a blatantly open project of, hey, we need, you know, you know, we don't have a lot of blaring gaps, right? There are a few aspects that could be improved on. I feel like every team should be able to do that and could be able to do that, right? But obviously, you know, the obvious offseason needs that we have going into this offseason is obviously running back, right? We don't have that it guy yet. We have a couple of guys, but we don't have the it guy yet. Same thing for wide receiver, right? We only really have two staples in the wide receiver core, being Jakeem Grant, who is slowly aging, as well as Devontae Parker, who is also 
I wouldn't say Devontae Parker is on the downhill slide for aging because that gets a lot of negative connotation. Like, oh, he's he's getting too old. Devontae is right now probably in prime position age-wise to have, as well as experience-wise, to really have that crazy season. I mean, he's put up in two incredible seasons, you know, in his career here in a Dolphins uniform. Granted, they're not all pro numbers. No. You know, but not every team needs an all-pro wide receiver to be good. What we need are, we need guys that fill the roles, that do their job, and that do their job well. Right? So there's a couple of question marks surrounding the wide receiver position. What's, like we've said, Preston Williams, he's kind of the glass cannon, right? He's had some unfortunate injuries the last two seasons. Um, He's missed a lot of time and a lot of development, a lot of on-field development, which is unfortunate. So unfortunately, that is a question mark. Mac Hollins, same thing. He's a great player, but he's always kind of been that role player. And then we do have those young guys. The only real sure person in the receiving core that you could call a staple besides Devontae Parker and Jakeem Grant is Mike Gesicki. That's really about it. You know, and you know what? I'll throw in Adam Shaheen as well. So, obviously, running back, wide receiver are the two biggest needs, really, um, that we have. Another, you know, need, obviously, is that offensive line. But once again, I don't really address that really as a need, given how draft-heavy we went offensive line-wise last year. And we've got a lot of young guys. Right, we've got Solomon Kinley, Absolute Mahler, Robert Hunt, you know Austin Jackson. So yes, we do need that one staple guy, but also at the same time, with all of the young players that are on that offensive line, it's primed and ready to become a fantastic offensive line. Right. Another key piece that we really, I feel that we need, um, we just need that one final linebacker. Right, I've talked about Zayvon Collins. I've talked about Micah Parsons, and you know we're really just one linebacker away. We finally have the secondary relatively secured, given that Bobby McCain is kind of the wild card just because of the age thing. You know what I mean? Um, Bobby McCain's been around. He's played pretty much every position really on the defensive side of the ball. You know, from I remember when he was first drafted out of Memphis, you know, as a cornerback, then he played slot corner, then he played free safety, then he played weak side linebacker for a little bit. So, like, he's done it all, right? So, he's kind of the wild card. So, defensive back wise and secondary wise, that's pretty solid. Not only that, it's also a very young core with the likes of Brandon Jones, who came into his own. Obviously, we have Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, Nick Needham. Noah Igbenogene, right? So, like, there's a lot of youth. There's a lot of potential in that room. But like we've said on the Finish a Podcast, potential is the most exciting, but also the scariest aspect of an entire player, right? So, who do I feel and, you know, by position, what do I really think that we should do? Well, potential free agent targets for running back. We talked about Aaron Jones last week. Um, Leonard Fournette is possibly rumored to come out. His contract does expire, but nobody's leaving Tampa Bay, right? As long as Brady is there, nobody's leaving Tampa Bay. 
James Conner out of Pittsburgh, possibly, as well as Todd Gurley from the Falcons. But with that being said, potential draft prospects that could be available given our picks, obviously, um, Travis Etienne out of Clemson, Najee Harris, we've talked about both of them extensively. Somebody that I haven't really paid attention to all that much, um, Kenneth Gainwell out of Memphis, as well as the dual-headed monsters out of North Carolina in Javante Williams, as well as Michael Carter. So, finding a top-end running back is not the be-all, end-all, right, of, you know, our offense. You know, there, you know, there are a few guys that could really fit the current age range, which is age, age range, age range, Jesus Christ, um, but you know, that also could have the ability to be, you know, that number one guy. We're really looking at it right now with Ahmed, with Gaskin, as well as Brito. We've got three guys who have a lot of talent that fit a really good age range of that young that are getting primed, that aren't too over the hill, you know, that aren't on like the last ride or on their last wheel, so to speak. That could be that number one guy, you know, so... But in order to get just that one guy, right, that one running back, it's the exact same thing that I've said about the whole like Deshaun Watson thing, right? It's not one player is going to fix an entire team. One player can have an absolute significant part of your team. Absolutely. Right? But one guy is not going to, quote unquote, fix the issue, right? That's why football is the greatest team sport, okay? So there's upsides and there's downsides to drafting as well as free agency. Now, if you do want to draft for that guy, right, then I can understand going in free agency, doing what we did with Tua, like what we did with Ryan Fitzpatrick and having that mentorship, right? Lay that foundation. Hey, we are bringing you in on X amount of contract for X amount of years. You are going to train this guy, right? Because... There's a lot of rookies that we've seen that have been absolutely highly touted in college, especially coming out of college into the draft, that come into an offense, whether it's the system, whether it's the play calling, whether it's the scheme, absolutely flop. Reggie Bush is the number one that comes to my mind. I love the guy, right? So going in the draft, right, you have the chance of finding that guy who's going to, you know, that young kid who just loves football, who's, you know, honestly on a rookie contract. So, you know, he wants that incentive, you know, to obviously pursue a higher contract, play at his highest level that he can. And not only that, you could go on the free agency side to just fill a hole immediately. Now, really, do you go short term or do you go long term? And Miami's kind of in a weird limbo going both short term as well as long term, right? Because everybody, as soon as, you know, word got out, and it wasn't really a secret, right, that Miami was tanking, you know, it wasn't really a fucking secret, right? You get in this thing where we went 0-7, we had the worst point differential in NFL history through the first seven games, we were outscored like 124-21, to something absolutely absurd, Right? To turn around and go five and four in the last few games, go five and eleven, 
get the number five overall pick, take two at Tonga Bailoa, get the guy that we've been taking for for two years, and all of a sudden we go 10 and six the following year, right? It goes down to culture. Really, that's what it is. It goes down to culture immediately, right? Because no, we're not the most talented roster on the NFL. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and blow smoke up your ass because I respect all of you. I'm not going to sit here and fucking say that shit because we're not, right? We have a lot of holes that we need to fill. Hence the episode that we're making right now, right? Whether anybody is listening or not, like Hannah out in Kentucky, wondering if we have enough content. Um, a lot of people have been saying that in, in the DMs. Thank you. Thank you for the hate mail. When I said send me hate mail, you fuckers didn't hold back. And I appreciate that. I really do. Thank you. So, so there's a good side and there's a downside, right? So it makes the most sense to A, get somebody young, as well as B, not eat up a large chunk of that salary cap. So in my personal opinion, you already have a three-headed monster of guys who are absolutely hungry trying to break it, right? You don't need that feature back because one of them, one of them's bound to bust out and be a feature back, right? And even if not, well, look, you could be safe and draft one. I'm not saying you have to go after Najee Harris, but a Michael Carter would be a fantastic steal. A Javante Williams would be a fantastic steal later on in the draft, right? No, they're not the glitz and glamours of your Etienne's and your Harris's, but they're still fucking talented running backs. On to wide receiver. So, do I think we should draft a rebuild or draft or sign a free agent for the rebuild um, in the running back position? I don't call the shots, right? Um, my personal opinion, it makes a lot more sense to simply draft all of these just make a lot more sense to draft given the, the landscape of the prospects that are coming out of college this year. Now wide receiver, here's where we get a little juicy boys. So potential free agency targets. We have the likes of Allen Robinson out of Chicago, Juju Smith-Schuster out of Pittsburgh. We already know my feelings about that. Will Fuller the fifth out of Houston because... It's a fire sale. Everybody's getting the fuck out of Houston. Chris Godwin out of Tampa. We're not paying a lot of attention to that because, like I said, nobody's fucking leaving Tampa. And Kenny Galladay out of Detroit, as well as Marvin Jones Jr. out of Detroit. And there's a couple other guys, but those are really, like, the big names that really stick out to me. Um, but with that being said, potential draft prospects. We've talked about Devontae Smith religiously on this podcast. We know how high I am on Devontae Smith. He is my drug of choice. Jamar Chase out of LSU, Jalen Waddle also out of Alabama. Either one of those would give me a and make me absolutely lose my mind. Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota, Rondale Moore out of Purdue, Kadarius Tony out of Florida, like we've talked about again. So, same thing. This could be a combination of the two, right? So you could look to target somebody like an Allen Robinson, like a Kenny Galladay. Personally, I want us to go after Marvin Jones Jr. Because he, yes, he he would be 30. He would be the only guy above the age of 30 on the on the roster. I'm not too sure. Can we get a fact check on that? Can we get a fact check? Because I think Kyle Van Oy might be pushing that envelope. I think he's, like, going to be turning 30. But either way, right, we don't have anybody over the age of 30 other than Ryan Fitzpatrick. And we don't know if he's coming back. He, he has said that he wants to play football in some capacity, right? So... I love Fitzmagic. I hope he comes back um, with whatever team he plays for. I'm just a big fan of Ryan Fitzmagic. So, you know, we could go after the likes of an Allen Robinson, of a Kenny Galladay, of a Marvin Jones Jr., 
and then add another in the draft. That, I think, is the best plan, right? You go after the guy in the draft, the guy that we've talked about religiously, and his name has been thrown all around, Devontae Smith, right? And then you pair him up with, you know, not only just him, but the entire receiving room with that, not that number one guy, the guy that can get the job done, and that's really good at what he does. You know, and not only that, can provide mentorship to a relatively, not just a young wide receiving court, just to a genuinely young team, right? Wide receivers and quarterbacks working together in the same room is not a crazy thing to wrap your mind around. That happens a lot, right? So, it makes a lot of sense going in the draft, you know, even, it, too, if you want to pick up more than just Devontae Smith, like I said, he's not the be-all, end-all. One guy does not make or break a team unless, you know, you are Tom Brady. Um, <clears throat> but you could also get people later on with the amount of draft picks that we have. You know, third-rounders, fourth-rounders, fifth-rounders. You know, to, to give us a true slot receiver makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of depth in this year's draft. There's a lot of wide receivers available. Um, and like I've said, I want us to get Kadarius Tony as well. I think I think Tony would be a perfect fit for us. You know, he'd be the perfect type of weapon to be that true slot. And then also, too, there is the possibility that we bring back Albert Wilson and Alan Hearns. Because they sat out this year due to the whole pandemic situation. So they could be coming back to the roster. If I'm Brian Flores, I'm saying no. You know what I mean? We, we, were, we were just fine without you. So my personal opinion... We get a combination of both, free agency as well as draft. Um, I love it. So the other potential targets that I've thought that we need, obviously offensive line, potential free agency targets for offensive line, Joe Thune out of New England, Brandon Treff out of the Washington team redacted, Trent Williams from San Fran, Corey Lindsley from the Green Bay Packers. We've talked about him just slightly here on the Finisher Podcast. Taylor Moten out of Carolina, David Andrews out of New England, Austin Reeder out of Kansas City, Darrell Williams out of Buffalo, and Alex Mack out of Atlanta. The only tasty names out of that, you know, the the free agency targets, you know, potential free agency targets, are really Joe Thune, Brandon Schreff, possibly Trent Williams, as well as Corey Lindsley. Right? Those are very juicy names because they're not too old. They're just, you know, young enough. That sounds really weird out of context. The FBI is knocking on my door. FBI, open up. So, do I think we draft? Obviously, I think we draft. Um, You know, the starting unit of our entire offensive line is Solomon Kinley, who's 23, Eric Flowers, 26, Ted Karras, 27, Austin Jackson, 21, and Robert Hunt, 24. So, we're averaging about 22 or 24 years there, excuse me, I can't do math. It's called MS Brain. Um, so obviously we could have massive improvement. You know, offensive line has always been a struggle, and it's been a struggle for every single team. Um, so, but it, it, you know, it poses the same question. You know, because a lot of those guys are absolutely fantastic. You know, free agency targets like Joe Thune, like Brandon Treff, Corey Lindsley, especially because we're dying at center. Right, we're really dying at center. So, I feel that drafting is the best choice for us. 
Um, especially when this draft class is absolutely loaded with offensive linemen, right? We've talked about a few of them. Everybody knows Penny Sewell, right? Everybody knows about that fucking man at this point. Even your mother knows about Penny Sewell. Go ahead and ask her. If you ask people on Xbox Live, they've all slept with my mother. Um, but there's also people like Rashawn Slater, like we talked about, Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan. I really like him. Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama. He is the pinnacle of human physique. Check him out. Um, Josh Myers out of Ohio State, right? There's a lot of good guys that are in this draft class that, like I've said before, you don't have to reach for. No-brainer, you absolutely draft offensive line given free agency or draft. Absolutely, you have to. And then my final target was really the linebacker position. We really need that one last guy. Potential free agency targets make up the likes of Matt Milano. That's all you had to say. Oh, man, I'm already there. Jayon Brown out of Tennessee, Denzel Perryman out of Los Angeles, KJ Wright out of Seattle, and Levante David out of Tampa. Like I said before, nobody's leaving Tampa. Potential draft prospects. Obviously, we have Micah Parsons. We have talked about him. Nick Bolton out of Missouri, Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa. We have also talked very centrally about Zayvon Collins. Dylan Moses out of, out of Alabama, which I haven't shown him any love. I do like Dylan Moses' game. Dylan Moses is absolutely incredible. Jeremiah Owusu-Koromora out of Kazuntite out of Notre Dame, as well as Jabril Cox out of LSU. So, we just need that one last guy, right? And rather than splashing all of that cash that we did last year on the defensive end, the defensive end is pretty set in stone. We're just a few, one or two pieces shy, right? Perryman, people say it makes a lot of sense for Perryman. Um, from a mentoring standpoint, yes. For a, for like a, um, for a scheme fit, yes. Um, but right now, Milano and Brown feel more like coverage guys rather than run stuffers. Um, like Perryman. And that's why I really like Matt Milano as well as Jayon Brown because they do a little bit of everything. They do coverage as well as run stuff. Um, that's just me, right? You know, if look, I'm not going to take away Micah Parsons' talent. Those rumors have died down. Um, you know, still nothing has been confirmed nor denied, which is totally fine. We're not here to talk about that, right? Whether they go with Parsons, whether they go with Zayvon Collins, either way, I'm going to... And, you know, I'm happy with it. If we go Dylan Moses, same thing. I love it. You know, we just need that one last guy. We have Jerome Baker, the sack maker. Kyle Van Oy, who's going to be around for a couple more years, who's still performing at a very high level. We're really looking for one, if not two guys. Perryman makes a lot of sense, given the scheme fit, given, you know, the mentoring that he could bring. But in my personal opinion, you could go either potentially neither here, or you could go a mixture of both, just like the wide receivers. So, you know, that's what I got. Let me know what you think. How should we address the offseason needs? You're Brian Flores. You're Chris Greer. What are you doing? Um, I personally am very excited for this draft. I hope it was tomorrow. I wish it was tomorrow. But alas, it is not um, free agency is about to kick off. We're officially in the offseason. Things are getting very juicy. It just makes me every single time. I'm loving it. In case you guys couldn't tell, we bought the button here. 
at the uh, at the finisher podcast studios so absolutely um i love it so if this is your first time tuning in welcome like you hannah out of kentucky welcome if you're a long time listener we appreciate you coming on back now coming on back now you hear that's for all my kentucky missouri failures right there boy we appreciate you for coming on back if you're brand new, leave us a like. Give us a five-star rating. Hit subscribe. It costs you nothing, right? And even if you don't do any other following and you've gotten this far into the podcast because I've been screaming into the microphone, I love you. Have my people call your people about talking about your eardrums. We'll get it squared away, sweetheart. To all the longtime listeners, me love you long time. To all the new ones as well as the existing ones, check out the website we made. Powered by Squarespace. This episode is not sponsored by Squarespace. But we did build a website from Squarespace. It's pretty fucking badass. Once somebody else got their hands on it. When I made it, it was a fucking mess. Somebody else got their hands on it. Now it looks beautiful. Right? So if you go to anchor.fm forward slash finish it pod, you will see a little embed link. Not brings you to not only our patreon page but also to the official finish it podcast website so you can stay up to date on all of the random bullshit that we have here for you in this random startup company um hit patreon if you want to support the show you by no means absolutely have to but if you do feel so inclined we do have several different tiers that offer you different access that's what she said as well as all of the proceeds go directly to the MS Foundation. None of it touches my bucket. It all goes immediately to the MS Foundation. To my listeners in Canada, Ghana, Australia, Germany, Singapore, and Ireland, and Ghana, as well as the US of A. I love all of you. I love all of you dearly because if not for any of you, I wouldn't be able to do this. Well, I could. I would just be talking to myself in an insane asylum in a straitjacket. So from all of us here at the Finish It Podcast, my name is Ty. We thank you for tuning on and listening to the Finish It Podcast, the unofficially official podcast of all things Miami Dolphins and NFL. And as always, God bless. Go Miami Dolphins. And remember, boys, never forget to... I love all of you.